Hello friends, welcome back to Destructo Discourse Origins. This is a Dragon Ball Rewatch podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason, and joining me on the Discourse this week are Matt. Do it now, boy! Rip is still beating hard out, grind his boast as a dust! <laughs> and Garrett. They're your balls, you keep them. <laughs> and Theo. Who knew water could do so many cool things? We are going to learn a lot about water today. <laughs> it's good, it's like a field trip to Kosai up in here. I just like that country song. Yeah? I Yeah, uh, hang on, let me look up who sings it. I, I don't know how it goes because I haven't listened to it in a long time. Do you mean yeah, uh, I, I Miracles by Insane Cloud Posse? No. Don't oh. normally think of Insane Cloud Posse <laughs> as a country artist. <laughs> I Brad just like reminding people that that song exists. Brad Paisley. I've never heard of that. I think. I'm familiar with Mr. Paisley. And his work. <laughs> so wait, if, is, Paisley a, is Paisley like a color or a pattern? Do you think he would be in the Red Ribbon Army? Oh. Private it's Paisley. It's a pattern. It's that thing that looks like a bunch Private of Private Paisley. I mean, I'm just saying if they run out of colors, maybe they can use patterns at the Red Ribbon Army. Maybe yeah. there's maybe there's like a Sergeant Houndstooth who's like an actual hound. Ooh, that would be cool. And it could have like a big old fang. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Lennon. <laughs> Sergeant Plaid. Damn, we went the same direction. I know, Sergeant. <laughs> yeah, we went to Sergeant Flan- Flannel's Lonely Heart Club Band. <laughs> That's nothing. Um, welcome to Dragon Ball. Um, we're finishing up Muscle Tower today, uh, deep in the Red Ribbon arc, uh, covering episodes 41, 42, and nope, episodes 40, 41, and 42 of the original <laughs> Dragon Ball. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jump scares. <laughs> Jump scares all around. But before we get into it, I have a question for everyone. Hmm. Um, in the episodes, uh, Goku apologizes to his tummy for what he is about <laughs> to do. Uh, the context being that he launches a Kamehameha and those make him hungry. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I'll say, without getting to Super Saiyan blue bathroom humor on us... Um, what is the time that you've had to apologize to your tummy? Oh, man. I definitely have a story for this one. Yeah? So, I'm a big fan of strawberry milk. Ooh. Uh, and Good start. I, I went through a phase where I would just always have a bottle of strawberry milk in the fridge. It would, it would never not have some. And Ooh. one day... Um, the bottle I had bought, I found that I realized that it was going to expire the next day. Oh no! Ooh, it was turning into strawberry cheese on you. It's not quite a half gallon, but almost there. Okay. Maybe a quarter gallon. I don't know. Um, but um, I'm, I another thing about me is I hate wasting food, uh, especially at See, that point in my life where I was borderline broke. All the time. Um, See, that's food is a valid, precious though. commodity. Yeah, food food waste is a real guilt in my brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasting food is wasting money, and you shouldn't waste mm-hmm. your money, especially when you don't have much to begin with. 
so, rather than drink drink whatever I could for the day and let the rest go bad, I drank that entire motherfucker. Oh, oh you tanked oh, no. the whole raid. I, 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 I knew what it would do to me. But I thought, you s- I'm, built, I'm built different. I can handle this. <laughs> and today he found that he was not built different, in fact. He was oh. built pretty much the same. <laughs> I, I regretted it for the rest of the week. Th- that was not just a... Um, <laughs> that was not a short-term consequence. That was a... It stuck with me for a while. The, see, the challenge with me in terms of apologizing to my stomach is I can't just pick one instance. I live, I live, the, I live the wobbly tummy life every day. <laughs> because the thing about... The thing about the the digestive system is it is a whole process, right? It is a whole con- it is a whole conversation where and I've talked about this before on some podcast or another is that there will be times on the process that I really enjoy it like say the beginning yum 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 mm-hmm. love 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 how tasty this food is and the flavors <laughs> and the textures and then my stomach will say I'm gonna murder you in your sleep, Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you with a knife. I'm gonna get you for this. What you did this to me and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> um so that's just that's just how I am. So I've just got I like listen, like I've got Tums at the Ooh. ready at my desk. Oh. Like, we're just we're just ready to go whenever I need to that whenever I need that sensu bean, basically. So mine um, is less of a story and more of a series of smaller events. Uh, sometime a few years ago, during my adulthood, I became lactose intolerant, which is sad oh, for me because uh, dairy is my favorite food—all of it: milk, cheese, uh, butter, ice cream, everything. Mm-hmm. Love all of it. Nowadays, I've Yogurt. discovered like lactose-free ice cream and things of that nature. Great time. Uh, but there were a few solid years of work where I would get up every day and have a bowl of cereal and milk for breakfast and take some like 8 to 16 ounces of black coffee on the road and then commute an <laughs> hour to work. And I was just like, oh yeah, massive stomach pain is just my life. This is just how things are for no discernible reason. I just have cramps every morning. No big deal. I love that this is a consistent thing with every single person I've ever met who is lactose intolerant. It's, not a single it's like person was like, yeah, not a single person goes, oh, guess I just won't drink milk anymore. No, it's just, we live with this now. I carry about it's just, 20 uh, lactates with me every time I go out in case the opportunity to have ice cream or cheese or milk comes up. Listen, uh-huh. I, I can't blame you. You're like, you, you turn to your stomach and you're like, I'll fucking show you. I'll show you who's boss. Like, look, we'll compromise, but I am not giving up ice cream. Yeah, but listen, y'all, this is this is news you can use for the folks at home. Look into dairy-free ice cream alternatives at your local grocery store cuz some of them some of them hit real good. Oh, um, so yeah. I have there's this um I I can't find it anymore, but there used to be this uh coconut milk coffee ice cream that mm. was just mm, so good. Mm-hmm. Um also kids at home uh, coconut milk and coffee flavors go really good together. I'm just gonna tell you that for free. I I, I don't have a story. I I recognize that I am blessed. Uh, Must be nice. Cooperative tummy. <laughs> you have you have um 
What is, you know how, like, in some, uh, like, fantasy games, it's usually, like, 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 hardy dwarves have, like, yeah. the iron stomach I've racial feet where they stomach. just... I had you, that going yeah. for a while, because I had, because, um, I had stomach aches almost every day through high school. I don't know if Jay would remember those or not. Um, but it turns out that when I was getting home late from extracurriculars and eating the dinner that had been sitting out on the table for hours and hours and oh, hours, oh, no. I was just—I oh. just had food poisoning every single day. I was almost immune to it. That was—you just—you've <laughs> just been—you've just, just been like slow, low-grade food poisoning for like years instead of like one big one. You've just mm -hmm. been skimming a little off the top. Yeah, and that's then an I, immunity. And then I got together with someone who understands food safety, and she kept saying, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that. <laughs> like, hey, my mysterious stomach bugs went away. She's like, Garrett, you weren't sick. <laughs> <laughs> you were eating, you were eating rotten food. Yep. <laughs> Which, again, as a as someone who doesn't like wasting food, I... <laughs> I've been, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I've done, I, I've done, I've, I've opened the Tupperware and did the stiff check and went, <sighs> okay. Oh, well. I just remembered a story. It's, but it's, I, it took a minute, uh, cause it's not food related. Um, <laughs> oh. but I, so I get really, I'm really, really sensitive to like blood and gore and stuff. Um, oh. uh -huh. like I'll, I'll get nauseous and pale and, and like have to lie down um <clears throat> and uh so i i work in a, in in um like manufacturing medical devices um and so sometimes mm. <clears throat> uh we'll get sent like photos from a surgery to be like look at how the thing you made was used isn't that so great um <laughs> like don't show me that shit <laughs> Well, but like also, I I'm like really curious to be like, ooh, how does this go in the body, and and how's that work? So it, it's a little bit of like, okay, okay, tummy. Ooh, it's a it's a it, it's a Get dance. Get ready, we're about mm -hmm. to look at this. Yep. So I'm getting woozy I can, now. I, I, I can see that. <laughs> I also, I I mean, not for nothing, but I will say that is fascinating that both. That is true about you, and also you were a big fan of the Locked Tomb series, which bases its entire magic system on body horror, in fact. Well, body horror is fine. It's the, the best way for me to describe it. Things going out of the body are fine. Things going okay. into the body are not fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. But enough about body horror. Let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the, the the gunch creature that we're about to meet in, in Red Ribbon. He's just a he's just a bouncy boy. Just a bouncy boy. We'll open up with uh, episode forty of uh, Dragon Ball, which is horrifying bouillon. Uh, the Japanese title roughly translates to "Now what, Goku? The hair raising bouillon." <laughs> That almost sounds like a dare. It's like, now what? <laughs> <laughs> you got a plan, Son Goku? Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode opens uh, with Goku plummeting into a dungeon and getting squished by the massive Android 8. If you recall last time, General White threw a trapdoor under them, and away they went. Goku and 8 take in their surroundings, which is just a bunch of brick and rubble and bones while uh, General White mocks them from the floor above. Where did 
these skeletons come? Like, are they just people from the town? They seem I, like they've been there I, a while. There's so many skulls that have horns that I thought they were just, like, wrangling a bunch of bulls and stealing cattle all over the country. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the yeah, there are some a lot of cow skulls down there, so it it might just be dogies. Did I use that word right? Hang on. Dogies? Oh, as in like get along little dogies? Get along little dogies. Oh. Yeah, maybe the yeah, I'm right. Red it's Ribbon a, Army just a... posted up in an old abattoir. Yeah, maybe. It could be that. Um <laughs> they're, they're all plastic. Also... They're from the they're from the Michael's Halloween collection. <laughs> they it got could also clearance. just be that this is just straight up the trash compactor scene from Star Wars. If anything, it reminds me of the Rancor Pit from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's the Ooh. one I meant. It's a little but that. It's the Rancor Pit. Which, by the way... Are those I'm not much... the same scene? I... It's been a long time since I've seen Star Wars. They are not the, the same Rancor scene and the... not in the same movie. That's amazing yeah, the that Rancor... they did that twice. <laughs> <laughs> the ranker pits the big hole with teeth that they throw people into in the sand. Yeah. And then in the later remasters, they CGI'd like Venus flytrappy mouths, and I hated it. I, it was much more terrifying when so it was just a So you're actually thinking of the no, second pit the... trap from that movie, because that's the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, that's the Sarlacc oh, God damn it, the, the Sarlacc pit. The ranker is the, the trapdoor dungeon where they've got... I don't know, basically like a bald yeti-looking thing that tries to A big, people. yeah, a big guy... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, team. I'm a fake fan. I need to turn in my um. Yeah, you're thinking of the thing that killed uh, Boba Fett, but also didn't kill Boba Fett because he's still alive. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's that. Anyway, that. it's it's, it's this is all that but thrown together and made <laughs> anime. Yes. Um, General White demands that Goku surrender the Dragon Ball and his Dragon Radar, but Goku refuses, uh, leaving our our heroes to their fate against whatever happens to be lurking on this floor. What is lurking Um, on this floor? Well, a brick wall slides up, revealing the shadow of a monstrous creature with yellow eyes and a long green tongue and some antenna. And he's chowing down on what looks like anime meat. I'll be real. <laughs> so, this is just a Dragon Quest monster, right? This is extremely like... a Dragon Quest monster. <laughs> I can't be the only one. I've only played a little Dragon Quest, and I can tell you free that this is a Dragon Quest monster. <laughs> the only things I know about Dragon Quest are slime and whatever parts of Hero made it into Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a good frame. Um, but like, just just the way he's just he's got that kind of blah. Yeah, quality. his, his like, tongue always sticking I mean? out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and what his, makes his, him a Dragon his, Quest monster. His I'm gonna get you pose. The that's what really does make a Dragon Quest monster, especially early Dragon Quest, is that blah factor. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> if you look at like old monster art for it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a nefarious little stinker. I'm gonna get yeah. you. I'm gonna yeah. get you. Um, so this guy uh, uh, um, is a massive pink creature who loves to eat mm-hmm. and is almost round and has mm-hmm. little feet. So what I'm telling you is that uh, our heroes are beset by Kirby. Oh, I thought you were gonna draw draw um. 
connections because uh, his name is Booyon. Is Booyon? Booyon. Oh, I was, I was thinking about that too. Um, so let's get the full let's get the full lowdown. He's right. this blobby, flabby creature, like pink, covered in warts, has these antenna. Um, and it makes me think um, back to Muscle Tower and well, not Muscle Tower, but um, Bobbity's Lair, mm-hmm. which feels to me like doesn't that feel like Muscle Tower, but going in reverse, like going it, down yeah. rather yeah, than actually, going up? Now that you're mentioning it, yes. Yeah. Com- like there's never a nasty thing on before. each floor, and then there's a gr- there's a gross pink man who loves to eat. <laughs> and also, um, because I was like curious if it like this was a, a Dragon Quest homage, I did some looking up on him, and Buyon yep. is actually an alien. Yeah, and I'm, is... I'm reading the article right now. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Every time something looks otherworldly in original Dragon Ball, I just assume it's a demon. Right? Or or just a monster, because monsters yeah. exist here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, they went out of their way to be like, this guy is a member of the Jigglers species. <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds like some South Galaxy shit right there. <laughs> it sure does. Mm-hmm. It very well might that be. Sounds like an, it, that sounds like an adult swim alien. I don't know how to explain it better <laughs> no. than that. Yeah. It definitely does. Um his name um uh by the way comes from Japanese buyobio, which means flabby or soft. Oh, and he um, is that. And he is that. But it could also refer to um uh bouillon, like 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 broth. I was wondering if that connection hmm. was gonna be there. And you put in uh you know that little cube of of condensed beef flavor or chicken or whatever. <laughs> but um, I, I wanted to bring oh. up the fact that it's an alien, uh, specifically because this is the first time Goku fights an alien oh. in the Dragon wow. Ball franchise. Hmm, you're right. Huh. I wonder if Bouillon knows about Saiyans. I wonder if Bouillon He's knows to. anything. I mean, not even every <laughs> Is he sentient? Dragon Ball is aware they're Goku's not. Yeah. Goku's not even yeah. the only example in Dragon Ball, as we'll find true. out much, much later. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, he doesn't talk, but he growls and grunts and, like, goes, like, hey, hey, when, like, he gets the upper hand. So, like, <laughs> he's got, he's got, like, at least an intelligence 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Fair. does he not talk? I could have sworn I remembered him taunting Goku with more than just growling. Did he? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to listen back. I thought he was. A lot of I, I thought he just. Mandela effects that never happened. Mm, that bouillon effect. effect. <laughs> um, much like a, uh, uh, much like Pokemon, uh, under techniques and special abilities, only four are listed, and um, I'll, I'll just tell so those to Pokemon. you now. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He's a lickitung because his. Ooh. His oh. four moves are Antenna Beam, Lick Twister, gross, uh, Super <laughs> Flexible Body, and mm-hmm. Tail Attack. Oh, he's got Tail Whip, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got Tail Lower Whip. defenses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, you never think to... You, a lot of people get rid of that one early on. You gotta hold on to that one. The, stat, the, the buffs and debuffs are really important. Mm-hmm. 
Though, uh, in the most recent Pokemon game, you're allowed to remember moves that you've forgotten. Oh, that's so nice. Really? Nice that is such like, a pleasant sure. change, yes. That's a good change. I, 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 ho- I hollered when I, when I found this out. <laughs> um, uh, back at Casa del Suno, um, Suno is lying awake in bed, having flashbacks about Goku, and... He, she hears a squeaking noise and finds a terrified, fuzzy anime creature cowering under her bed <laughs> that, this, that the subtitles refer to as Snow Mole. It's just a little it's guy. A... <laughs> He's yet another Pokemon. He, in fact, is just a little guy. It's yeah. a small creature. <laughs> <laughs> Only you a little a bit of scrunchel. <laughs> Suno picks up the little guy and helps him find his snow mole parents who were hiding in a crack in the wall and Suno smiles as the moles thank her before uh, she returns back to looking out the window and thinking about Goku. <laughs> Wistfully. What was any of this, Steam? <laughs> this had to have been fully filler. This was, no- <laughs> this was nothing on a nothing Sunday. <laughs> I appreciate it, but also the gall. <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is what happens when they need filler for a fight that doesn't have villainous dialogue. Oh, I can already, I could tell you, if you haven't figured it out by now, literally every shot that takes us back to Suno is filler. Mm-hmm. I, I bet. I bet we don't, in the, I bet in the manga we don't interact no. with Suno until Goku yeah. leaves Muscle Tower. She, she bookends that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no way Toriyama's like, now let's see what Suno's doing. Toriyama would be like, who's that? (laughs) Honestly. General White confirms that this lumbering palooka is in fact a monster named Bouillon. Um, And we cut back to the dungeon as Bouillon smashes his massive tail into the ground. Goku dodges and rushes in for a big punch but it bounces off of him with little effect. And then <laughs> the same happens with several kicks, which bounce off the monster's tummy. Bouncy. White proclaims that uh, Bouillon is invincible, and uh, this is when Bouillon shows off his other move, uh, using his antenna to zap Goku with electricity. Yow! <gasps> Rubber and electricity? <laughs> I know! And it's at this point where I, I had to ask myself, did we watch... World's Strongest? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so this is absolutely just the the yellow guy from World's Strongest. I don't remember. I'll take your word for it, because I don't remember any of the movie <laughs> was, minions. He, he was... He was uh, World's no, that's Strongest Tree was, of the big, was the big brain. Yeah, it's big brain. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he Wheel had, low, he had monster minions, and one of them was just a yellow version of Bouillon, but, you know, he didn't have the antenna, and he was more Z-esque in design. Interesting. And he had a, you know, he could shock you. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. As, um, Piccolo, usually in, um, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged would put it, um, the minions the minions were either the strong one, the handsome one, or the one with freaky powers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you could guess which yeah. one he was. Yeah. He was the handsome one. That's right. 
Oh, yeah, I see him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after giving Goku a good zap, Buyan unfurls his massive green tongue and eats him up. Oh, no! Ah! Yum, yum! It's supposed to be the other way around. Goku does the eating. Mm, has a tables have turned, motherfucker. <laughs> the eater has become the eaten. The aided. Mm. Oh, speaking of aided, um, Buyan turns to Android Aid. Yeah. He's not um. food. <laughs> Buyan don't know that. He might it's be a, a he might can. be a. Yeah, he might. Buyan might be part goat who can just chew on tin cans for. <laughs> However long. Well, you know the 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 thing about the jigglers is they can just eat anything. That's that's like a key component about their species, the jigglers. Ah. And mm-hmm. <sighs> really wish you wouldn't keep calling them that. <laughs> I know it's I know it's correct, but it, I don't like it. <laughs> I dislike this immensely. Um. <clears throat> uh. So as Bouillon creeps up to Android Eight, something appears to be the matter. Buyan makes some funny, pained faces, and we find out that Goku is inside his mouth, forcing his jaws open like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm—you know—I'm right. It's very that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Goku escapes, causing Buyan to thrash about, trying to zap Goku with lightning, but Goku keeps on hopping away, and Goku gets backed into a corner, wondering how he's going to beat this monster. Uh, Goku, this is where Goku apologizes to his tummy because he's already getting a little hungry. Uh, he attempts to finish the fight with a Kamehameha wave. He launches the beam, but it hits Buyan square in the tummy and gets bounced off effortlessly. <gasps> My strongest attack! It did nothing. I actually forgot this happened, and I was shocked too, even though I've already seen this. <laughs> <laughs> General White gives Goku one final chance to surrender, but Goku refuses to turn over his Dragon Ball and his radar. Yeah. Yeah. Get your own, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably hard to do after the fact, but do your best. (laughs) Um, Buyan's tongue unfurls yet again, but this time it is Android 8 that gets grappled. Poor Aider. Uh, Goku breaks him free before he gets chomped, though. Man, I feel so bad for Eight. He is just in the ringer. Mm-hmm. Not having a good time. Mm-mm. Goku tries the song Goku Headbutt, and once again, it bounces off the part of Buyan that all of the attacks have bounced off of before. <laughs> <laughs> and he is not changing his plan. <laughs> Goku would not do do very well in his Zelda game. No. 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 Uh-uh. He, he would not aim for the glowing eye. Nope. <laughs> oh, he'd aim for the tummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's where all the strength is. Um, Goku surmises that all of his attacks bounce off of Buyan because he's so jiggly and that <sighs> if he were firmer, his punches would land. And Goku has a flashback where Suno explains that Goku had been frozen stiff by the cold outside. And y'all, yeah, for the for the first time in a while, Goku gets an idea to do a plan. <laughs> oh. He sure I am does. Hyped. The little he has a little <clears throat> brain blast right there. Proud of our boy. 
Uh-huh. And he's he is so proud of this that he spends like the next twenty seconds going hmm 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 to himself about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Freaking, I love this kid. It's so cute. He's got to make his little plans. Mm-hmm. Work out all the all the scenarios. Hmm. Goku heads over and punches a hole in the wall, causing frigid arctic wind to fill up the chamber. Uh, now Go- he could also yeah. just is easily he could just escape if he wanted to. He could like so that's his do that. out right there. But there's a there's a fight though. There's a guy <laughs> and he can fight him. Uh huh. <clears throat> and he's Victor- looking for the mayor too. Or oh yeah, chief, that's true. whatever. He's got a mission. Can't just abandon the mission. Uh, Goku. <laughs> Is is also a chilly boy, so uh, he hides inside Eight's coat for a bit. So it's cute. very cute. It's <laughs> adorable. Buyan, meanwhile, uh, gets frozen solid, and uh, Goku runs out and delivers a killing blow, uh, causing Buyan to crack and crumble into a billion pieces. But it's also especially cute because he hops out of Eight's jacket, lands the blow. And then hides back in H jacket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Goku. Uh, Goku immediately rolls initiative on the next fight by uh, headbutting the ceiling and zooming into General White's room. See, he didn't have to be down here. He just wanted to fight the guy. Yeah, he could have gone That's out true. anytime and yep. <laughs> with zero effort. He loves a good fight. Mm-hmm. He loves he loves a good problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this moment is I can't remember if we've talked about it on the on the podcast before, but it's pretty well known that the reason why Dragon Ball exists is because Toriyama really likes kung fu movies mm-hmm. and wanted to do a kung fu story. Yeah. This this is Bruce Lee's game of death. Yeah, I, I he's, never he's saw climbing Bruce Lee's the tower. Game of death. He's fighting enemy after enemy, and hmm. even more specifically, he the the seemingly uh, un, insurmountable foe uh, locked in a room with a with, that he can't you know he can't he can't hurt him. He beats him by punching a hole in the wall, which is very similar to Bruce Lee uh, punching holes in in the windows to bring in light to blind the Kareem Abdul Jabba's character who was very sensitive. Like, that was the only ah. way he could hurt him. Interesting. That's awesome. It's just, it's just very much that. It's a, it's a cute homage. I gotta watch some of these. Yeah. Especially, it's especially it'll help, you know, facilitate the influences on, on stuff like Dragon Ball. Oh yeah. Goku uses his power pole to fish uh, Android Eight out from below, uh, but while his back is turned, White uses a pistol to try and shoot Goku, but unfortunately, um, it is a gun, <laughs> and therefore does this, nothing. This I'm has been afraid. established. Mm-hmm. It's, it stings like an airsoft pellet, if that, <laughs> to him. I, the, like, it did fool me for a split second, I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the, way, the way it was shot, the scene, not the gun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh good yeah and goku's reaction to it uh it, i did buy it for a second but then i did remember launch and yeah no he's fine yeah goku's like quit it <laughs> he's been shot by about 50 of those things already mm-hmm. 
And the episode ends with General White backing away from an angry Goku and the finale of Muscle Tower upon us. Um, any final thoughts on uh, episode 14? Goodbye, Booyan. I don't want to see good. you again. Good, good Booyan. Goodbye, <laughs> y'all. No, it's no, nope. nothing. Let's let's just move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode 41 is the fall of Muscle Tower. <gasps> the Japanese title roughly translates to the end of Muscle Tower. Oh. Either way, not looking great for Muscle Tower. <laughs> <laughs> that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Muscle Tower is atrophying. Mm-hmm. Um... The episode begins with Goku demanding the village chief's safe return, and with White pettily saying, You didn't say please! (laughs) Um, Cornered, General White takes off his sweater to reveal that he is super ripped and ready to fight. Oh, Um, so he's the muscle tower. Oh. (laughs) The real muscle tower was the muscles we made along the way? Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the judges, and two of them are nodding, and the third one's loading a gun. So, unfortunately, it is a Dragon Ball gun, so it will have no effect. That's fine. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, eight interjects trying to stop the violence. Truly, Android Eight is me trying to talk down a combat encounter in D and D before the DM <laughs> says roll for initiative. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do that every time. I just want to, like, talk things yeah. out. We just gotta use use I statements, make sure we're understanding each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I tried to talk down a combat encounter, I used Charm Person, and all I did was accelerate the combat encounter. Ooh, yeah. It, it, I feel it, like that's, it ignited that's the, those passions. To be fair, that's a though, consistent that was thing a character with Charm based person. on Louis Duck, so he wasn't sitting through the whole conversation anyways. <laughs> are y'all the are y'all the type to try to talk it down even when like the DM's like this guy is chaotic evil? <laughs> oh, I'm the type well, that's like, hey, you want to be friends? <laughs> yeah, you're Goku. Well, Goku mm-hmm. says that after they fight. Yeah. I listen. I do the thing where I give, um, I give enemies as much as many chances as I can to have them surrender. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> when it's really clear you're beating their ass uh-huh. to the next zip code and you're like, just walk away. Just walk away. We don't have to keep doing this. Just walk away. Don't waste any of my spell slots. Don't waste any of your spell slots. You're, you, you, you Just call it. <laughs> and they don't give up. It's because you haven't broken their ideals yet. Ah, uh, oh, that's it. That's where you're messing it. up. Mm. White, meanwhile, um, is betting that Goku fighting his way up the tower has uh, has drained all of his energy, enough of it so that it might be a winnable fight. Uh, spoiler alert: that is not the case. Oops. <laughs> nope. Uh, eight warns Goku to watch out for White's left hook, and the fight begins. Ding, ding, round one. Uh, Goku catches eight, or Goku catches White with a crouching medium, kicking him in the shins and causing him to double over. <laughs> um, White distracts Goku and then catches him with that fabled left hook. 
it is not effective. It was a left hook. It made me so happy. Yeah. It was. It was a real left hook. It but didn't do anything, though. Unfortunate. Goku responds with his own punch, sending White flying to the ceiling. Uh, White, searching for some kind of weakness, grabs Goku by his tail, rendering him powerless, and then begins for a big spinning Solonge Goku before launching him into a wall. <laughs> That's a proper Solonge Goku, too. This, he spun uh-huh. around like eight times, even though you only need to do once. Really? You only need to do once in Mario 64? Yeah, you pretty much, maybe like one and a half, but it feels good to spend a bunch of extra times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it doesn't actually stack, even though it feels like it does. Mm-hmm. It feels like it does. <laughs> no, what were you going to oh, say, Theo? I was going to say, it's it's not a smart move, though, because he found his weakness, no, and then he lets it go. Because once you let... Yeah, once you let go of the tail, it's back to... And now he knows you're going to grab the tail. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lose-lose. You just hold on to it and hit him like a paddle ball. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah! Get get Looney Tunes up in this. <laughs> um, Goku gets back up and pummels White Senseless, like, literally make, like, bruising his face. It's kind of, kind of a little brutal. Mm-hmm. Um... As he rears back for the final blow, Eight catches his fist and tells him not to give in to his anger or he'll be no better than General White. And Eight even gets sad anime eyes in his pleading. Aww. Eight. I love, I love Aider so much. I feel like he's in a different anime. <clears throat> he does not understand I, this is Kung Fu movie. I want to... It's, it's part of a different anime that I want to watch. Yeah. I would, I'd be down for that, yeah. I would yeah. love to watch uh, Android 8's, like, slice-of-life anime. <laughs> It'd be kind of like the Munsters, I, I brought in a way. Yes. Huh, yeah. Robo-Munsters. Robo-Munsters. Uh, Goku relents, sparing the general, uh, who crawls off and uh, grabs a gun, which, as we know, very effective. Uh, he succeeds in a stealth check to conceal it from our heroes and puts it in his back pocket. <laughs> he puts his hands up in an act of surrender claiming that he will release the village chief um the chief in question has put his ear to the door of his cell sensing that everything has gone too quiet and we get this cute gag of uh white going over to a wall panel hitting a button opening the chief's cell door and the chief not realizing it and like pressing his his ear to like the air (laughs) it's good stuff I yeah. laughed so hard at this part. I love that gag. It's cute. He's a he's a he's a a, a charming fuddy duddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's and got I some, don't use that word often. <laughs> he's got some very good bits throughout this whole encounter. Yeah. Um, White says that the chief is free to go, and the chief gets introduced to Goku, who explains that he's taking care of everyone in Muscle Tower. Goku also introduces uh, the chief to Android Eight. Who seems, um, and the chief seems a little unnerved by him because he's a big lumbering Frankenstein guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he he seems uh, he seems uh, uh, positive, like he seems welcoming. Parentheses apprehensive about Android Eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't be too careful with these androids. Hmm. 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 
Hmm. Did you uh, say it was because he was an android, or is it just because of his association with the Red Ribbon Army? I don't know. Maybe a little both. I think it was just his appearance. Well, he's judging a book by his cover. Yeah. But we'll we'll see that arc in its fullness uh, this episode. Um, the chief heads in to grab his coat, but when he emerges, General White grabs him and holds him at gunpoint. Ah! General White's like, I know what a gun will work on. <laughs> the gun wasn't <laughs> meant for the protagonists. It was meant for the MacGuffin. Um, White's terms are simple. Uh, let him go, and the chief lives. Try anything funny, and the chief dies. And uh, if I... If I find the track, I'll put it in, but I don't know if I will. There's this, there's this kind of bouncy, jazzy number playing while this happens. <laughs> it's it's a little Pink Pantherish. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, I think this is where we get the line that I quoted from mm-hmm. the, from the village chief. Yeah, <laughs> where he just, he just like <laughs> he, he basically says, "Don't worry about me." <laughs> Rip out his still beating heart and cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. We know that so trope. far aback. Tear him, tear him apart, tear him apart, limb from limb. Do it now, boy. Rip out his still beating heart and grind his bones into dust. Uh, but what? Yeah, we know that trope of like the guy going like, "Don't worry about like." Take him out. Don't worry about me. Do it for the village. But like, the chief is like, "Don't worry about me. Kill him. <laughs> Brutalize his body. Desecrate his grave. Yank out his, yank out his spine and do double dutch with it." <laughs> like, it's like mayor, please. Sir. It's, and he it's was like the, so peaceful up until this moment. It, it's the. It's the most, like, sir, this is an Arby's kind of line <laughs> that I've ever heard. Like, okay. And then the follow-up gag is even better. <laughs> yeah, so the chief is like, don't worry about me, uh, just kill General White. And Goku's like, okay. <laughs> I um, bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> uh, but it turns out that this was a bluff, as the chief uh, immediately backpedals, not wanting to <laughs> be shot in the head. Fair. <laughs> like, you know what would also be great is if Penguin Village gets their village chief back. Alive. Penguin Village? Is that the name of this village? I don't know. Is it not? I just always called it uh, Suno, Suno's Village. Let me double check. I feel like that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, Jingle Village. Huh. Oh, this is called Jingle Village. It looks like Penguin, Penguin Village, village is... Uh, oh, that's Dr. Slump's... That... Okay, that's where Doctor. Yeah, Penguin is. Village, I think, is from Doctor Slop. It's so they're 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 in snow, you know. And penguins it's live in sn- snow. I I no, I'm with you. I follow you. I'm yeah no <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Android Eight steps in to uh, de-escalate, and uh, White agrees to let the chief go if he returns to the Red Ribbon Army and kills Goku. <gasps> Uh, this choice gives Android 8 an existential meltdown as he falls to his <laughs> knees racked with grief. A meltdown um, that is not necessary. Mm-hmm. But... I, I, yeah, I feel for this guy, though. <laughs> he just wants to have a normal one. Uh-huh. 
I, I appreciate that Aider is kind of like simultaneously gullible and dramatic. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, he can't but, be very old. No. No? He might even be eight years old. Maybe. It's just a little baby. Uh, Goku tells White to stop picking on Aider. Uh, and White tells Goku to turn around if he wants to play the hero. Uh, Goku complies, and White repays him with a bullet to the back of the head. <laughs> no, this was, this was the scene I was ta- I was talking about earlier that where I bought it. Mm-hmm. Very good delivery on White going. Oh, you die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now what? <laughs> you die. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good because it's a fair. It's a very dramatic shot because it's like all rendered in like red and white high contrast uh-huh. of Goku getting shot in the back of the head. But I'm also sitting here like, we just established that guns don't do anything. This- <laughs> I mean, that's done but been established. That, that episode one. But also, yeah. Goku Goku makes a funny face, mm-hmm. which we all know. A funny face. That that's true. We all know me- what death. that means. That means death. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so tricky. So I was like, is it like a special gun? Is it like a laser blaster? Because it fires a laser blast later. But it's like <laughs> the same gun from this whole encounter. Is it? Is it because he sh- like hit a specific spot on Goku? Well, he did hit the same spot that like Ninja Murasaki's boomerang hit. So maybe it's still sore. Maybe. That's why he's, That's why he fell over. He's like, ow! <laughs> you ever, like, hit something or, like, oh, on, on, like, a, on, like, a bruise that's still recovering? And mm-hmm. you're like, ah! And it hurts more than it did the first time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had to have been what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goku slumps over, and um, Android 8 flies into a rage, charging forward and and taking the next uh, the next gun blast to the gut. Um, he lurches forward, <laughs> eyes filled with glowing rage, and um, White does the dumbest thing possible uh, by tossing his hostage to the side. <laughs> Why? Oops, you have fucked up this encounter, my this friend. Is, this, this is whole, twice now. This whole standoff you have fucked up. <laughs> this um, is twice now he gave up his only leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets closer and we hear like a click, click, click from White's gun, assuming it's either jammed or run out of ammo or something. And Eight shouts, this one's for Goku. And he punches <laughs> General White through the wall of the tower, <laughs> blasting off again out into the countryside yeah. so hard that it literally changes night into day. <laughs> punches him into like, next week. No, <laughs> unless I'm wrong, we don't see him land. I don't. I don't. He goes to outer space. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, it's like one of those um those classic DVZ shots where like it pans out and you see the beam shooting into outer space. Except this in this case. It's, oh no! <laughs> it's just General White. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just a guy. <laughs> Bye, General White. <laughs> Deuces. Uh. And literally, like, as soon as he leaves the scene, like, it was night, and then the sun rises. Yep. (laughs) Um, In another series, you could take that as a metaphor. (laughs) Here, it just kind of happens. Not this one, though. (laughs) Yeah. Eight returns to Goku's side and finds out that he's still alive. 
Goku is just tired. His tummy is empty. Because he mm -hmm. did that Kamehameha on Booyon. Eight explains that he didn't get hurt when White shot him because he is an android. And um, and uh, the Chief and uh, Eight and Goku all rejoice. And Eight has tears in his eyes and it's so yeah. sweet. Is this where we get my favorite exchange in all these episodes? Probably. We cut to Eight bridal carrying Goku down yeah. the tower. I love this giving, scene. Like, I'll say, I'll just say it. Giving me full, like, what's opera doc, like Elmer Fudd carrying Bugs Bunny down. <laughs> like that kind of energy. Um, <laughs> stupid. I don't know um, if I agree with it, but I understand it. You know where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a platonic bridal carry. He explains that, uh, he explains to Goku that an android is a robot meant to look like a human, but with all machine parts inside. And Goku says... That he can't really tell the difference between the two, and he just sees Aider as Aider. Mm. Aww. Yeah, like more specifically, Goku so says, "Oh, does that mean that makes that means I'm a human?" Mm-hmm. Hmm. But also, hmm. hmm. But also, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Just like, well, I don't, I don't, doesn't mean any. I don't know that I can't see the difference. You're just, you're just my friend. <gasps> My friend, Tomodachi. <laughs> um, once they're all outside, Eight sets down Goku very gingerly and then proceeds to punch the hell out of Muscle Tower, uh, putting he? putting multiple holes in the foundation and causing it to topple. One last thing to do. So there were definitely guys in there, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they had knocked out several. They were still there. Yep. There. Oh, well. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Keyword uh, is if, definitely, there were some guys in there. If there I don't some, see them, I'm still a pacifist. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't count as murder if I don't know about it. It's like Arkham Asylum. They're not dead, they're just arrested. <laughs> <laughs> by by several pounds of rubble. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Back in the village, uh, Sido's pulling some some yummy bread buns out of the oven Ooh. when she spies someone outside the window. It's it's Goku, Eight, and Chief all approaching from the ruins of Muscle Tower. Goku admits to Eight that he's dying of hunger. Ah, <laughs> Goku. Oh, Goku. Uh, Sino and her family run out to greet Goku and the gang, and uh, Goku appears to run up to give Sino a big hug. Uh, but what actually happens is he was just running up to tackle the tray of rolls that Sino was carrying. <laughs> and the episode ends with very Scooby-Doo, with Goku just chowing down and choking on bread while everyone around him is just, like, laughing merrily. <laughs> that Goku of ours. Any final thoughts on episode 41? Um, I do have some thoughts. General White. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of wish he he had more to offer for being the first like real boss of the Red Ribbon Army we see. Like see, Colonel Silver yeah. was was cool, but he was just a colonel. See, that's the thing. I liked Colonel Silver more. He was a bad he was a bad boss. Let's not over. Let's not get. Let's not get it twisted. Uh -huh. But at the very least, he was like, 
he was on the ground. He was he doing was, like, things. Getting, he was doing <laughs> things. It's one of those things where, like, um, if it's it's signs of bad leadership if you're doing everything, but it's also signs of bad leadership if you're just delegating everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's what I think General White was doing. He was just kicking back on his big control tower and yelling at everybody over the intercom. <laughs> And then as soon as the fight gets brought to him, he's like, oh, ooh, uh, 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 just, just kidding. And and also, just, he he didn't offer the final boss vibes that I was really hoping for some for a concept as cool as Muscle Tower. Yeah, it, like, the strongest combatants really were, like, Major Metalotron and Booyan, yeah. more or less. Ninja Murasaki was a comedy of errors that we had to sit through <laughs> multiple episodes to get yeah. through. And what more do you mean had to? Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> well, I don't he's know why he's using past tense. Yeah. But yeah, it's he's I, I I still really love General White's design. Uh I I think it's cool that you don't see you don't see like um the the buff the buff look very often in Dragon Ball. Yeah. No. I was, least, and I was, he's very, like, he's very, like, buff and, like, squared up kind of yeah. build. You know what I mean? That's, that's it's not like, it's not like Dragon Ball Z buff, where it's kind of, like, triangular bodybuilder type muscles with the mm -hmm. definition. Like, he was just kind of, like, power lifter chonky, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely but, a look unique to the series. Yeah, but he it just didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, and I'll, I'll always be sad about which it. Which is a shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can reenact it in my um, in my muscle tower playset, which is a thing, by the way, that existed. Great, I'm glad it did. Um, when I so I I so I fell into a trap of um, looking up uh, anime themed mahjong sets on eBay for a while. <laughs> um, lovely rabbit hole to fall down. Recommend it for anybody. Um, and I found out that there was, in fact, a fully functional Muscle Tower playset, which, uh, at this current listing I'm looking at, retails for, um, $453.83. What? Wow. Retails Ooh, are like second-hand markup. Yeah, yeah that true. definitely yeah, means it's, it's rare. That means it's rare. Yeah. It's a collectible. But it looks like a multi-tiered Muscle Tower with, um little figurines of little guys that yeah, you put in. I, I can only like assume it opens up. There's a Murasaki. Yeah, it opens up. It gives so. you the full fantasy. Oh, it better. Yeah, yeah. Full fantasy. You, you need a playset to open up so you can have, you can act out all your stories. In oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man, I probably would have played with Barbie some more if I could have had a battle tower for her. <laughs> yeah, where's the Barbie's battle tower? You know, that's why I always preferred Polly Pocket. Ooh, I did, I did <laughs> like Polly Pockets. Those were fun. I had this guy I found out later was Big Boa from G.I. Joe. But it was just this little tiny figure, and I just called him Agent Toasty because it kind of <laughs> looks like a toaster. And I would have him <laughs> go up elaborate obstacle courses in my room to fight this golden black uh, X-Men's Wolverine at the end just because he was like four Ooh. times his size Agent Toasty is definitely a secret member of the Red Ribbon Army yeah let me tell you um, 
There was, for a time, a uh, Pokemon-themed Polly Pocket set. It might not be official Polly Pocket, but the concept was the same. Right. Where it's this little foldable plastic thing, and there's, like, a little scene in. And I... Let me tell you. I I created so many... <laughs> I created so much... So many scenes and stories and roleplay just with that alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you could you could get multiple sets of them and like hook them up together. Oh, that's cool. And like have, and like have little stories. And it and they came with little Pokemon figurines. But what's weird is that there were no people. So in my stories, they all were like sentient Pokemon who could like talk to each other. And this was some weird <gasps> Poke Poke post apocalypse. Were where, you like, doing there mystery were no dungeon humans. before it was a thing? I guess I must have been right. Oh. Like. <laughs> Oh, I looked it up. I yeah, think I yeah. had one it of had these. To have been. I had like the beach one. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I had all I had all them sons of bitches. I <laughs> I think I still do have them. I'll look for them next time I'm home. Anyway, um, yeah. Sorry to get off track. But let's get back to um, uh, episode forty-two of the original Dragon Ball, which is the secret of Doctor Flap. <laughs> what a dumb name! Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. Um. The Japanese title roughly translates to Eminent Danger. Go for it, Hachan. I like that title way better. I do not. Who's who's Hachan? I... Oh, Android 8. Hach, Hach, yeah, Hachan is the Japanese uh, version of Aider. Oh, basically. okay. Yeah, because yeah, I. Eight. Yeah. Nowhere in the, in the wiki did it say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In, in the dub, Goku calls. Eight Hachan because of the the word Hachi, um, which means eight. Um, you might also know that from One Piece. I do, do the know suffixes that. suffixes Chan and Kun not necessarily go with boy and girl like I thought they did. I had this impression at some point that the Chan suffix was female and the Kun suffix is male, and I'm increasingly seeing that that's not actually how they're used. So I'm just back to being yeah, confused. Mo- Melissa's not here to confirm or deny, but I'm, my spidey senses are telling me that, that yeah, it's not a, a gendered thing. <laughs> it's it's more of a closeness thing. Yeah, Kun K-U-N is like, I think it's like kid, kiddo, or something. Whereas Chan is like, is like an affectionate, like, informality. Oh yeah, because okay. um, in Fully Cooly, um... The main character Naota was called. Ta- yeah, he got mad because he kept she, she kept calling him Takun. He's like, I'm Takun, not a little kid yeah. anymore. I'm not a kid. Yeah, don't call me that. Yeah, I le- Yeah, Fully Coolie is a good way to learn um, a little bit about honorifics because uh, the main character gets called it for the entirety of the runtime. <laughs> um, but they the dub localized Hachan into Ader as. Mm-hmm. Um, Goku's nickname for Android 8. I like it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it captures that energy a little bit. The episode begins with Goku chowing down at Sudo's house for a very long, uncomfortable time <laughs> while everyone stares at him. Listen, it's if we don't do this in at least once every three episodes, we'll forget what anime we're in. We'll forget that Goku is a hungry boy. Mm-hmm gotta fuel his muscles uh, the grown-ups ask Goku if he ever found the Dragon Ball he was looking for saying that um, 
maybe they never did find the thing because uh, none of the search party could ever find it. Uh, but eight stands up and reveals that he's been holding one in his pocket for this whole time. Whoa! Uh, he, he sets the two star dragon ball down on the table. Ah, that's only half. Not grandpa. the grandpa. That's half a grandpa. Mm-hmm. That's just a gramp. <laughs> gramp. Or a pa. <clears throat> or just a pa. Uh, that's just Eight a says dad. says that he found it. <laughs> that's, that's the Bardock ball. I... <laughs> <laughs> and we all know Goku doesn't give a shit about Bardock. <laughs> Mostly because he does not remember who he is. <laughs> Although every time, another aside, every time we go back to a flashback where, um, where the young Kal El Goku is, uh, is being, is leaving the, uh, the, the doomed planet Vegeta, Goku seems to be older and more cognizant every time we go back <laughs> to Bardock in, 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 uh, Gain. Uh-huh. Also, slight, very slight spoiler for recent events in the manga uh, for D- Dragon Ball Super. He is finally really? learning like about his dad and is finally starting to care about his dad. Whoa! Awesome. Checks, watch. He's literally... 2022! <laughs> <laughs> he, is a, he is a grandfather. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this is finally happening for him. <laughs> Pan had to do like a family tree project for history class. <laughs> <laughs> Goku Goku sent in a blood sample for his 23 and me and it came back a Mandelbrot test. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's a fractal. <laughs> uh, uh 8 says that he found the Dragon Ball in an ice cave near Muscle Tower, but overhearing that General White would kill the civilian search party once it was found, he decided to keep it hidden this whole time. That seems really unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I, I think um, this General White guy kind of sucks now. Yep. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. In fact, we do not have to hand it to him. <laughs> uh, the chief declares that uh, Android 8 is a hero, and uh, 8 and Goku are honorary members of the village. Goku is flattered, but declines, saying that he needs to continue his search for the four-star. The chief welcomes Android 8 to live in his house with him. Um, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 8 is unsure, since he's not a human. He's kind of down on himself about that. But the chief assures Android 8 that it is the size of one's heart that counts, and 8 has a big one. Aww. This too would turn into a sitcom. And I would watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you could just give me more Aider content in any yes. form. I would watch it. Yeah. He's a good character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Cloud 8 instead hmm. of Cloud 9. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. And, I'll, and I, won't even, I won't even tell my stomach I'm sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the highest compliment one could give. <laughs> Uh, it gets all teary-eyed about this, but he declines. Um, he says that he cannot stay with the villagers because there is a bomb implanted somewhere on his body, and he 
he would not risk living in the village uh, for fear of endangering um, the people inside. Oh, no. And we get some flashback sequences of Ninja Murasaki explaining this fact. (laughs) I love that they they accidentally made something consistent with the general lore for the androids. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. Which is that they come equipped with bombs. Mm Mm-hmm. The chief suggests that eight go to see Dr. Flap, a scientist who li- a scientist who lives in a secluded laboratory in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So, um, I say accidentally because this is absolutely filler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're saying that right here, right now. Even more so, um, I'll get to it. Um, continue. But yeah, Dr. Flap is not a real person. He does not exist. Yeah. He's not even a doctor. Um. <laughs> I don't see a medical degree anywhere. Uh, but his name apparently is derived from the word frappe, like a sweet iced coffee, uh, which yeah. I think they should they should just call him Dr. Frappe. Yeah, that I was sounds reading way it that cooler way. than because the the dub just calls him the, the dub just says Dr. Flap. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's spelled with two P's. Yeah. Therefore, it should be pronounced flappe. Yeah. I don't listen. <laughs> Even if it were a dermatologist, I don't want to visit a doctor named Dr. Flap. <laughs> oh, I think especially it's, a dermatologist, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, that sounds oh, like yeah. a surgeon name. It, it's it's just bad vibes. It's like, I wouldn't. I. Uh, mm. Now, a bird veterinarian, perhaps. See, now that's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ornithologist named Dr. Flap? Hell yeah. That sounds like a TikTok account, practically. (laughs) The catch is with Dr. Flap that he doesn't care much for people. Mm. So if he doesn't like you, he probably won't even talk to you. But on the plus side, uh, Dr. Flap apparently likes Suno. So they suggest Suno go with Goku and Eight uh, to see if uh, Dr. Flap will remove the bomb. Uh, we cut to the smoldering ruins of Muscle Tower and an angry Murasaki popping out. This guy. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Did you get enough of the gag where he fails at being a, a ninja over and over? Time here's, for more of that. Here's more of Buckle that. Up. Uh, Goku offers to give the Dragon Balls to Suno since they're not the ones he wants, but uh, Suno does not want the Red Ribbon Army after her, thanks. Um, you can keep <laughs> yeah, those. Mm-hmm. No, no MacGuffins, please. Thank you. I am good. I do not want any Chaos Emeralds. I do not know where I could put them. <laughs> <laughs> they would just clash with the um, decor. They would. They would. I don't even have a mantelpiece to put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, unfortunately, Goku finds out that, seemingly in the fighting somewhere, his dragon radar got busted. Aw. Ah. Beans. Bumble will be so mad. Um, so everyone's all bundled up with food and supplies, and the three go out to see the doctor. The wonderful Dr. Flappé. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> behind them we see a mysterious purple-clad ninja spying on the three. Who could that be? Oh, it's Murasaki. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Spoilers. Uh, I thought it was just a bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Snow points to a distant mountain, uh, saying that that is where Dr. Flap lives. Um, and, and we begin 20 minutes of Dragon Ball Wily Coyote antics. <laughs> awesome. Here we go. Let's, Man. let's get into it. When I tell you that I didn't feel bad about skipping through this, I didn't feel <laughs> bad about skipping through this. Yeah, you're right. Um... <laughs> We hit the ground running. Uh, Murasaki emerges from his, like, tree cloth camo thing and says, Where do you think you're going? And we, the audience, think that this gets Goku's attention as he runs up to the tree. Yeah, because Goku turns but around it's... and goes, Hey, wait a minute. And <laughs> wait a runs minute. at the tree. But instead, <laughs> Goku off. runs to the tree to take a piss. <laughs> it's funny this, every time. That was, that was actually really too funny. too many episodes without a piss. <laughs> At least two. It's crazy how often it happens in the filler episodes, especially. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Suno's remark of, we shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> wise. Wise. <laughs> wise words. I agree, Suno. We shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> you know how, um, you know how, like, people always, uh, make the joke of, like, how, where do these video games slash anime slash whatever characters go to the bathroom? <laughs> The answer obviously is during the filler when you're not watching. <laughs> um, props to the animation team for even fucking um, animating the steam coming off of Murasaki's pissed on legs. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Love that because they're in the snow. There would be steam. Oh, that's true. So yucky. <laughs> if I was Murasaki, that's where I would just give up and go home. Yeah, yeah that's my day. We're done. I We're done. Got, I just got pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting back from that. No, we're we're just gonna call it. We're just gonna order some some Chipotle and just call <laughs> it a day. My employer is we're, we're going floating in space somewhere. <laughs> we are going home. We are taking a shower. We are putting on Stranger Things, and we are calling it. <laughs> Um, the gang reach a frozen pond, and this is where Goku learns about the miraculous freezing power of water. <laughs> as he skids across the icy surface. This, this is edutainment. He gets he, he learns so much today. Turns out you can freeze things that aren't living beings. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. There is so, there's something extremely charming about Goku learning about basic science. Mm-hmm. Like not yeah, even science, very... just Things that exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the stuff we learn in grade school. Mm-hmm. It's very like, um, Krista and Fern Gully, like learning about just things mm-hmm. of the human world. Yeah, or, you know, Ariel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, uh, what do you call them? Feet. I've got plenty. Uh, do you? <laughs> yeah. I've got who's it's hmm. and what's it's plenty. Something something galore. Who's it some what's it's galore? Yeah. Damn it. But who cares? It's no big, no big deal. deal. I, I want, want more. more. <laughs> That's when Ariel got the powers of the orange lantern ring. <laughs> oh, oh my god, she would be unstoppable. Whoa. Her greed oh, knows no bounds. my lantern color, by the way, if you guys had any doubts. I don't think that's a rabbit hole we could get into right now. No, no we can't. <laughs> um, uh, 
eight stomps his... I would love to later. Yeah, eight stomps his, what do you call them, feet onto the pond. <laughs> um, leaving some foreboding cracks in his wake. Uh, Ninja Murasaki follows, leaping onto the pond just as the ice gives way and sending him plummeting into the freezing waters. Uh, causing the others to turn around. <laughs> uh, great sound design on on his Yelp like catching yeah. the echo of yes. the mountains and then just like going into nothingness. <laughs> they definitely had fun with the echoes in this episode, I could tell. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like the sound design has a lot of like um reverby stuff to have them be in the mountains. Um Murasaki hides under the ice like skittering under the surface, uh <laughs> waiting for our heroes to turn away from the ice hole and move on. And the gang take a comically long amount of time to figure out what that noise was before <laughs> pressing on. And then almost kill this man. Yeah, uh, so Murasaki then proceeds to live out my nightmares as God. he crawls under the icy surface looking for the hole and unable to find oh. it and running out of air all the time. Oh. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 the sonic drowning music. Just, yeah, yeah. fully, fully. That's, that's the part where it stops being slapstick and it just becomes horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murasaki, to the point where you know it's bad, where he decides to try to punch his way out of the ice where he is now. Like, yeah. then it's real bad. Uh-huh. Um, he finally headbutts through the ice, and we cut to commercial as he gets a big lump on his head. It's, it's not funny. It's, it's not it a isn't. funny joke. <laughs> I don't like it. Didn't laugh at that one. After commercial, the three are walking along pleasantly while being pursued by a bear. Yeah, it's just a bear. With a uh, comical costume zipper on the back. Where did he get this? <laughs> Heaven knows. The ninja <laughs> motto is be prepared. <laughs> yeah, like he went to he went to like the Naruto Acme company. <laughs> for bear suits and kunai. Yeah, like when when we get these slapstick gags in Muscle Tower. The through line is that he has this stuff lying all over the place because that he lives there. Like, yeah. he's prepared for this yeah. specific situation in this specific He's area. got, like, fake rocks. He's got smoke bombs. Uh-huh. He's got brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so what's you do the same thing just out in the wild. It just doesn't work as well. Yeah. The, uh, the folks turn to see uh, the, the Murasaki bear who um, does what I, who does uh, quote, normal bear things. <laughs> this part is very funny. It got me. Uh, which, it, which involves him like doing unassuming. It's like when you, that joke of like act natural and you do the most unna- unnatural poses known to humankind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a bear. Just <laughs> mm, uh, a bear. It's, it's very that. Um, so he's in the middle of that. Well, uh, when he suddenly trips down the mountain in a comedic snowball effect before he uh, crashes into a tree and gets covered with more snow. It's it's a variation of one of my favorite small gags from the movie Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, where mm-hmm. uh, the bad guys are like sneaking up on the good guys and they, they pop out of the grass and make bird noises. They go, caca, caca, cuckoo, cuckoo. And, and the evil Betty pops out and goes, I'm a birdie too. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I am a bear. <laughs> Pay no attention to me. 
Sino heads up to the front door uh, to knock when a mysterious gray-haired man with a mustache pulls up behind them in a snowmobile, telling them to buzz off. I like this guy. He's got an interesting face. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so this guy is Dr. Flat, and he tries to shout them away before realizing that Sino is with them, so he lets them all in to get uh, cozy by the fire. So... I, it is a bummer that this is a filler-only, like, non-existent character, because he looks cool. He's, like, got this... He's got a mustache and glasses and, like, a silver, puffy afro moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't like his voice direction for the dub, because they make him, like, high-pitched, like, fake German with this, like, the Z's and Zats. Yeah. You know what I mean? How else will you know he's a doctor, though? That's true. All scientists are German. In cartoons, we cannot tell. They saw the haircut on him and and went, oh, so he's Einstein. Oh, you're a doofenshmirtz, I see. Yeah. Um, In the the sub, in in the original Japanese, he's got much more of like a cool, rugged professor sound, like kind of like a Dr. Tenma kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like a, like he's, he's very like a that cool professor from the 70s who like bums a cigarette off you after class kind of energy yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh snow asks if the red ribbon have been bothering dr flat but he says that they haven't bothered to reach him out here since it's too cold hmm. um, seems suspicious mm, sus dr flap uh, agrees to take out android 8's bomb but something is not right um he's flap is acting kind of nervous and shifty but uh, apparently no one in the party passed the insight check, so no one notices anything is wrong. <laughs> um, especially not Goku, who has fallen asleep. Oops. Oops, oops, oops. Flap heads out to get Goku a pillow and blanket, only to find Murasaki lounging in his twin bed waiting for him. <laughs> okay, so these two were a thing at some point, right? These two were hooking up at some point, because that... <laughs> That pose for Murasaki is a little too draw me like your French girls to be, you know what I mean? It's a little flirtatious. I see it. Yeah. I wasn't thinking it when I I was watching, but I definitely see it now. Yeah, I could see that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flap tries to escape, but his attempt is is, uh, thwarted by, um, um, by Murasaki's foreplay of throwing several knives at his head. (laughs) So forward. Um, Murasaki informs Flap that White and the Red Ribbon Army in Muscle Tower have all been defeated when Android 8 went renegade. It is here that we, the audience, learn that Dr. Flap worked with the Red Ribbon Army to create Android 8. What? Whoa. That's true. <laughs> this is factual. <laughs> it's canon now. It's canon. Um, even though, like, um, Table Talk, like, Jock. Like the Android Eight was made by Doctor Jarrell, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they explicitly say all so, the androids were created by Doctor Jarrell. Huh. Look, you know. So, I mean. But Flap also, Doctor right? Jarrell didn't exist at this point, so. And Flap is filler, and anytime Toriyama would have to square things away that don't make much sense. He'd probably just take the MST3K approach that, uh, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah, he, he don't, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, uh, 
that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I'm wondering if maybe Flap is like a proto Jiro in that case, because he is the the robot making mad scientist type. But he definitely lacks that evil streak that um <laughs> that that comes with it. Also, the inclusion of Murasaki in Android Eight's origin is so unnecessary, and also muddies the water mm. so much. Mm-hmm. Because Jiro mm-hmm. White didn't even know what he was capable of, so he clearly hadn't been working it with him that long. Oh, I have some cute trivia from the wiki page. Oh, oh boy. Um, in the Viz manga, um, the nickname that Goku gives Android 8 is 8-Man. 8-Man! 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 And also in the uh, Latin American dub, uh, he gives him the nickname Octavio. Ooh, I, <gasps> I love Octavio. That's, oh, that's so good. Octavio's really good. That's, that's what I'm calling him from now on. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. like a star of a telenovela. Mmm. <laughs> Octavio. It's another beautiful day to be Octavio. <laughs> <laughs> Murasaki uses this information as blackmail against Dr. Flap, and he wants Flap to sneak into the other room, take the Dragon Ball, and kill the boy. Uh, Suno, wondering what's been taking so long, stumbles into the scene and gets taken hostage. And now Flap pretty much just has to do what he says. (laughs) Oops. Uh, Flap sneaks into the room where Goku and Octavio are sleeping and pilfers the uh, pouch of Dragon Balls from uh, Goku's belt. Oh, should be noted, by the way, that Goku is in his cute winter fit for this episode. Yes. Didn't mention that before, but he's in his he's in his adorable coat. It's a good look for him. Mm-hmm. It's great. He's got a little hat, little boots. <laughs> I, I think I've said it on, on, on air before, but... Anytime, literally anytime Goku's wearing something other than his gi, it's a great look. It, it, it's really good. I love it. Like, literally Goku's anytime. Got good, Goku's yeah. got great fits. He does not miss. The fashion. <laughs> Octavio wakes up and catches Dr. Flap in the act, but uh, Flap runs off before anyone can react. As uh, Goku groggily wakes up and asks if it's lunchtime. Um... <laughs> Murasaki, Dragon Balls in hand, lets his guard down, and Suno lets out a loud scream, alerting everybody. Uh, Octavio smashes through the door, but it's too late. Murasaki flings Suno to the side and leaps out the window, Dragon Balls in hand. Uh, Murasaki hops onto a snowmobile, um, which I will note has a uh, Japanese student driver sticker on the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> That like red and that yellow and uh, green chevron huh. shape, oh, wow. and uh, sp- speeds off laughing maniacally. I only learned that because it's a pick upable item in Katamari Damacy. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. I uh, I presumed mm. this was the same vehicle Doctor Flap drove in on. That makes sense, actually. Maybe Doctor Flap's still a student driver. <laughs> well, it's never too late. That's to a fun detail. It's never too late to learn. <laughs> He's I got agree. a PhD, but he never learned to drive. That's a, that, I like that. That's a fun quirk. Yeah. Goku goes chasing after Murasaki yet again. Um, <laughs> and I'm traumatized he, Murasaki even Goku says, is... like, just like old times, right? Just like two episodes ago, <laughs> eh, boy? 
We go no, way back. I'm tired of two it. whole hours. <laughs> <laughs> Goku, uh, unfortunately, is no match for the speed of the snowmobile going uphill. Uh, so instead, Goku tries the Mulan approach by uh, launching a Kamehameha at the mountain summit, causing an avalanche. Sure hope nobody was on that mountain. <laughs> they, they won't be now. <laughs> Murasaki tries to speed away, but is overtaken by the, by the rushing snow. Uh, Goku retrieves the knapsack that the Dragon Balls were in and opens it to reveal that all this time... They had been two rice balls. It was his lunch. It was his jelly donuts. <laughs> womp womp. I mean, and it makes sense why he was chasing them now, because he didn't really care about those dragon balls. No. <laughs> but he does care about lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never get between Goku and his food. Mm-hmm. If you want your life. <laughs> he is a very food-motivated animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, turns out that the real Dragon Balls were left with uh, Suno's parents and the village chief, like, way back in Jingle Village. Um, so, this is cute. I like the setup and payoff here. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, no, aside from the inclusion of Dr. Flap, not bad filler. Yeah. You don't like the inclusion of Dr. Flap? I don't. <laughs> Tell me more. Because it's, it's uh, destructive to the lore. It is a little destructive to the mm. lore. I just like his. I just like his look. Is the thing. It is, I like it his is design. There's something familiar about his look, but I can't place what it is. So I haven't like really he, mentioned it. He looks but... almost like a Doctor Slump character, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's not. I, I even like looked through like Doctor Slump characters to be like, is he like a callback to one of them? But the best I could think is like he kind of looks like. Uh, the the titular Doctor Slump character, when he was when he had more shaggy hair, except just skinnier mm. and older. That's mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it. He does for sure remind me of someone. Else. I wonder if maybe it's a, it's not in anywhere in the trivia, but maybe it's like a maybe it's like a caricature of like a mangaka or an actor or something. Oh, I, I could see that. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, I don't know enough, so um, you know, write in folks at home if you know. <laughs> I'll say maybe, okay, I'll, I want to marry this lore. Maybe Dr. Flap and Dr. Jiro were both on the Android project or something. Well, yeah, according to Daisenshu 7, which is uh, the lore books that they, they put right, out. Right, right. Uh, it suggests that Dr. Flump, Dr. Flap, I almost called him Dr. Flump. <laughs> Dr. Flump. <laughs> I'm in my flump era. <laughs> it suggests that Dr. Flap and Dr. Jiro are colleagues. Who specifically worked on eight together? Yeah, I could I could see that, and maybe, you know, maybe he left the Red Ribbon Army early because he just didn't have the the cruel intentions that Doctor Jero did have. Mm-hmm. So Doctor Jero went on to make more androids, uh-huh. whereas Flap, you know, kind of went to be a secluded. Um, a hermit, but there was another doctor, a third one even, <gasps> involved, and his name was Dr. Senzu. <laughs> <gasps> um, folks at home just tuning in, this is part of our uh, in-podcast lore, where we believe that the farmer from the very first episode of Dragon Ball Z <laughs> was secretly a mad scientist who 
who <laughs> had his hand in in like every conspiracy honey pot. Oh yeah. Of the Dragon World universe. Oh man, I'd almost Just forgotten to catch you about up. him. So long ago, I'd forgotten. Me too, actually. <laughs> we love Doctor Senzu. Back at uh, Flap's lab, we see Flap doing some very careful open heart surgery on Android Eight, uh, trying to get the bomb out with an actual heart, like he's got like a Tin Man cartoon heart. Yeah, like literally the symbol of a heart. Mm-hmm. Very adorable. Oh, also should be mentioned that. When Murasaki is is giving us a flashback of eight creating or Flap creating Android Eight, it's in like a Frankenstein's castle with like mm-hmm. wires and electrodes and lightning hooked up to him and very it's alive like that. Yeah, this they, is, they definitely mm-hmm. leaned into that. This is just how design. science is done. <laughs> yeah. So eight, eight. So what we're saying is eight is Doctor Flap's monster. Huh. Hmm. Mm. Um, the real monster is, I don't know, probably Murasaki. <laughs> it's man. Man was the monster all along. Uh, Flap fishes out the bomb, but we get a fake out as he almost drops it, and Goku snatches it at the, at the last second. That's a great moment. Him just instinctively <laughs> snatching it. Operation! Is it water on the knee? <laughs> and then Suno just a bomb being in like, the chest? Suno just being like, wow, great reflexes. <laughs> really cute wow i had a moment where i was holding my breath and i'm like oh yeah it's goku this is no big deal to him (laughs) yeah we're fine there's zero threat here (laughs) uh eight and the kids thank flap for his help but uh flap admits that unfortunately he uh was not able to fix the dragon radar it's it's too fancy for him to figure out and goku says he'll just take it to bulma to fix it (laughs) which is the first canon thing in this episode. <laughs> Good. Um, Goku pockets the radar only to remember that the bomb was in that same pocket. Whoop. Goku chucks the bomb far off into the distance and our heroes wave goodbye to Dr. Flap. And Flap gets a little bit of an internal monologue as he regrets not being brave enough to tell them that he made eight and planted the bomb in him to begin with hoping that someday he will have the courage to tell the truth. Oh, that's that's cool, but also Goku just left a, a bomb lying around in the snow. It's fine. Nobody's out there. It's cold. Uh, <laughs> it's, nobody, it's, it's nobody not fine. is out there. We, I, we know about how bad abandoned mines are. It's not this a mine. It's that. a bomb. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> In, especially in Dragon World, because those abandoned mines are usually labs that have cell in them. <laughs> or like some movie-exclusive android creature. Oh yeah, true. You never know. Um, Murasaki, meanwhile, pops out of the snow, like daisies, <laughs> vowing revenge on Goku and the gang. And the episode ends with the same bomb landing on his face and exploding. And probably killing him? Yeah, he's he's probably. probably. Well, no, we Xenoverse confirms he's he's canonically alive, right? I don't know. I mean, sure, but that's the Xenoverse. Anything's possible there. Oh, right, yeah, I mean, it could be from any timeline. Mm. Does anyone have any final thoughts on uh, episode 42 or any of the episodes this I, week? I have something I've been excited to talk to you guys about since the beginning of this arc. Oh? 
Tell me. <laughs> now that we're finally uh, pretty much officially saying, uh, waving goodbye to, to Suno and Aider, mm-hmm. I want to introduce you guys to a small part of the fandom, probably my favorite little tiny corner of the fandom, which is the people who ship Suno and Goku uh- and, and say that things would have been better off had they been the ones who got together. Uh, and, uh, I've seen some of these pictures. I'm sharing with you <laughs> some some, some uh, images <laughs> that are just great. I think my favorite is is Goku and Suna with their child, which is just a ginger <laughs> Gohan. Uh-huh. <laughs> a ginger Gohan. It's That's good. good. <laughs> it's very good. Um... I can see it, I guess. I mean, it's definitely clear that Suno is real sweet on Goku. Mm-hmm. I'm not for sure. sure it would have affected Goku at all. I think <laughs> Suno maybe would have been happier with him than Chi-Chi is for the most part. But I still don't know if it would have been a great lifelong commitment. Well, yeah, it'll it, instead of... Instead of Chi-Chi, uh, ang- like, angrily worrying about, uh, Goku and or Gohan and or Goten running off and doing adventures, mm-hmm. instead it'll be just Su- Suno, just Snowhan. <laughs> Snowhan! <laughs> in- instead, instead it'll be Suno just, like, looking out the window wistfully every yeah. four seconds. Snowten. <laughs> Maybe washing some dishes or some shit. Snowten. Snowten. <laughs> All right, I I'm, love I'm on board I, with this ship just for the names. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to alert Dave about the fan fiction doc, cause man, <laughs> I would rather. You've got. I would rather ship Goku and Android eighteen, not eighteen, eight. Wrong <laughs> one. Sorry. Oh no, I'm so ashamed. There are, oh. there are people who do that too. <laughs> you know, I could see that. There's a. I, there's definitely. There's definitely a love there. 18 and Krillin remind me of myself and my wife too much to want to split them up. Oh, I, I do not want to split <laughs> them up at all, no. It was a slip no, of the tongue. they're the power couple we need. There's, this, there's a weird... There's a weird section of the fandom, and I mean... I'm, they make me uncomfortable. You that, don't say. That, uh... <laughs> they're, like, obsessed with the idea of Goku, like, stealing everybody's girlfriends and wives. That's the most out of character. It's so, so yeah. So wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that they're you're telling like, me they're using that, him uh, as like talking a surrogate for their some sort of weird power fantasy. Is oh, you're 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 talking about Kakarot. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no, stop it. Go oh, home. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> All right. I'm locking myself up. Do not pass Goku. I turn... Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord it Jesus. Fl- <laughs> it flourished in my brain, and I had to speak it into reality. <laughs> well, I didn't have to. I just really wanted to. You made that the choice. chaos gremlin inside you. I, I did. Some t- listen. Sometimes choices are mistakes. We've learned this. <laughs> um. Um, so, um, I was wondering, uh, folks, uh, I was wondering if we could maybe pop open the hyperbolic rhyme chain. Yeah! At the end of this episode. I was wondering if if you guys have some Dragon Ball-related poetry. 
I forgot to write some because I was shopping, <laughs> and I'm sorry. I was not present for, for the GT rec- uh, episodes because I have standards. Uh, so I yeah. missed out on the Rhyme Chamber, so this will be my no first one. one. N- no one could fault you. Uh-huh. <laughs> no court could convict. I mean, you didn't want to watch Baby? <laughs> it's not that I didn't want to watch it. It's that I didn't want to watch it a second time. Oh, okay. Uh, I already put myself fair. through that hell. I don't. Nobody goes through hell again on, by choice. Um, so who wants to kick us off? Uh, I can. Um... I, so I have a big list of poetry forms, and I choose a random one whenever I remember to come prepared for these. Uh, so this week's random poetry form, uh, please excuse me if I'm saying it poorly, is uh, Renekakt Moor, which is a, a Celtic sort of poetry form. It is maybe the densest tangle of rules I've ever seen, because it's just like a quatrain. Oh, wow. Um, it's got an ABAB rhyme scheme. Seven syllables per line, two cross rhymes in each couplet, two words alliterate each line, uh, and the final word has to be the same as the first word. Whew! So that is a lot of rules. Yeah, but it, it, it I, I wound up liking it. I might sounds like a fun challenge. Yeah. So here it is: Snow surrenders to warm hearts, beating parts flesh need not know. Engine enrobed. Low steel charts fireworks starts in fresh sun snow. How are you so good at this? (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I was not smart enough to think of uh, of the um, of of the verses, but. If I was going to write a poem, it would have been an eight-line poem for Android Ooh, 8. smart, smart. Nice. Uh, um, who else got one? Not me. Okay, then I'll do mine. Now, yeah. um, just know, I, I, I kind of break format a little at the end here. So you'll know I'm done when I say the end, okay? Okay. Okay. Right. It's like jazz, baby. Nothing, No, no rules <laughs> to break. Some, some of the greatest poets break the form like elizabeth bishop and mm-hmm. zestina ah oh, amazing yeah and me and you <laughs> well i just in define Prague. i haven't i haven't heard the poem yet that's why i didn't think of you <laughs> all right i call this one rr red ribbon red ribbon your gift your gift keeps on giving from towers of muscle to a time traveling villain you gave us eight and 18 who could complain you gave us new forms for Gohan to maintain. I love your symbol because it heralds good time. I just wish you'd change poor Officer Black's offensive design. <laughs> like, really, look at the Shaman King remake. They did it. Choco had the shitty big pink lips in the manga and the original anime, but for the new anime, they simply just removed it. Gave him normal lips. He looks great. Watch the new Shaman King. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. You know, every good poem has a turn like that, you know, where you're it turns yeah. the subject matter. Masterful. <laughs> Masterful. Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. Keep you guessing. Mmm. Uh, what's this on the what's this on the back of my blank po- paper that I was supposed to write poetry on? Hmm? Oh, was that a horoscope? <gasps> hmm? <gasps> Whoa. Hmm? Horoscopes aren't on paper, they're in the stars. 
That's true. <laughs> How... Uh, how's about we wrap things up with a four-star reading? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm excited. Um, we're going to be talking about my favorite boy, Android 8. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I love him. More like Android. He's <laughs> my, great. He, 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 <laughs> oh. Android great. He's my new favorite character in Dragon Ball. He's up there with Deborah. Yeah. And this might be the last time we see him for the rest of the, the series. Probably. He, he, um, I, he, has he does a, show up like when people are giving energy. In yeah, in, in Z and GT, oh, yeah. he, he gets some cameos. But I think for Dragon Ball Classic, I think we're done oh, with him. Yeah. Bummer. Unless there's some filler I'm not aware of yet, because I didn't watch any of the filler. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, 8 has a uh, manga debut date of February 18th, 1986, uh, making him an Aquarius. Oh. So, Android 8, this is your reading. What do you have to lose? The planets are nudging you in hopes of ridding you of your old objectives to make way for new growth. You feel doubt where once there was certainty. When you consider the worst that can happen, it may help you to realize that what you're clinging to isn't really that important. It is time to let go and begin anew. Just throw your heart out the window. <laughs> live, live with this normal family that explicitly has a, a redheaded child. <laughs> we never commented on that. Sono's parents, Sono's parents, neither of them have red hair. That's true, huh? Is she a stepchild? Maybe they just both had it as a recessive gene. Oh, yeah. it could be. Could be. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. And uh, tune in in a couple weeks when we'll be living in the city. Oh. I'm doing that thing now where I'm looking at the wiki a couple episodes ahead <laughs> to try and, like, give you a little little taste. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fan, fans missed Bulma, so she's coming back. Good. I, the, by fans, I mean me. me meanest <laughs> Bulma. Best character. Uh, until then, uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. Whereabouts could we find you on the internet? Well, if you feel so inclined, you can find me over on Twitch, Twitter, Webtoons, under the username DefineProg. It's D-E-F-I-N-E-P-R-O-G. It's where I'm doing my Rock Zombie VTuber things, and also shipping Suna and Goku. Nice. <laughs> Give us the Snowhan. <laughs> uh, Garrett, how about you? I can be found at twitch.tv slash Scrooge Smash, where I will start streaming again eventually. Just finished building a new computer today, so maybe I can play games without it shutting off randomly. Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Theo, how about you? Uh, I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. We have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I perform Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, you can usually find me at twitch.tv slash jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. I stream usually in the middle of the week, usually towards the evening, but hey, if you hit the follow bell, then you'll just know whenever I'm alive. How about that? Um, jcavs takes you to any and all socials media that I barely update, and uh, what is uh, no- of note is that... Um, for the month of December, I am taking on a little theme uh, called Home for the Dragon Ball Days, where I'm going to be using the Christmas times to just catch up on Dragon Ball games that I have been putting off. So 
Uh, expect more Xenoverse. I'm probably going to dive into DBZ Kakarot, all that kind of good stuff. Woo! Um, if you'd like to get hold of this show, you can email us at destructodiscourse at gmail.com and send us some of your Dragon Ball-related poetry. We'll read it on the air. Um, you can also tweet at us at destructo underscore disc, D-I-S-C. And if you go to the pinned tweet at the top of our page, you can get a link to our Discord. Uh, the Destructo Discourse Discord Discourse. Wait, nope. Destructo Discourse Discourse Discord. I did it. <laughs> Where you can hang out with us and other friends of the show and share various memes. If you'd be so kind, we would love if you could leave a rating and review on your podcast service of choice. And to just be the most confusing podcast possible, we specifically want a four-star rating. Just like Goku himself does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He don't give a shit about those two stars or five stars. He wants the four-star. Yeah. Just the four. Give us the grandpa. This has been Destructo Discourse, and we've got some training to do. I'm a bear cover with snow. <laughs>